0: All right, today we're doing another bot podcast here, and this has been really fun because uh, you know we're used to kind of speaking, ministering separately. Kind
1: of, definitely speaking, not even in the same state.
0: But you know, it would be more comfortable for you and I to just minister separately because we have sharpened those swords, we forged those swords, and uh, you know, I remember when I first started preaching by myself on a platform, it, it was it was hard. And I think now what we're doing here, Lisa, is learning how to minister together on these podcasts. I'm really liking it, but it is hard because we're forging a new sword.
1: There's a lot of faces and body language you guys are missing.
0: Yeah. And uh, so it's like what, you know, we talked about last week. We have body language. But anyway, uh, you know, I, this all started when we did our story of marriage a couple of years ago. That's when we learned we have totally different ways of ministering and totally different ways of preparing for ministry. And I think that was a great exercise of strengthening our marriage when we did that marriage curriculum called story of marriage
1: yeah it was it was entertaining that's it, for sure. I just
0: remember in the hotel room just going, "Lisa,
1: we have to talk more
0: about this," and you were like, "No, we're good <laughs> and uh, but it, you know it ended up being a lot of fun.
1: I do think I provided the majority of the content for the book at the end of the day. All right,
0: so what are we <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's uh okay. <laughs>
1: How, how, how long we've we're, we're been about, married? We were talking how long we've we been married? God. We've been married 33 years,
0: and it's been 33 amazing years, babe.
1: That's, that's awesome. Here's looking at we're, you. We were talking about hearing from God, Mr. John Bevere. Let's focus. Ah,
0: uh, I, I got to get back, and my heart was going putter, 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 or whatever. do not believe it. You don't believe it? No. <laughs> okay, you're gorgeous. Anyway, uh, we're talking about hearing from God, and we just felt like we didn't really sufficiently cover it last week. So why don't you review what we talked about
1: last week real quick? Um, Well, we talked about definitely that God a wants to speak to you and he wants to speak to you more than you want to hear from him. So that needs to be settled in your heart or else you're going to come in, in doubt. And you, we need to come in faith. We need to come into the presence of God, believing that if we ask, he will answer. If we draw near, Can I give a scripture on that?
0: Sure. Hebrews 11 says this without faith, it's impossible. impossible to please God. And, you know, so, so here's the thing. I don't know about you, you, you guys out there, but I want to please God.
1: I think everybody, they wouldn't want to listen to our podcast if they didn't want to please God.
0: That's right. Unless they
1: actually just were listening to us because they wanted to criticize us, but still.
0: Which that's easy to do. Yeah. <laughs>
1: We'll give them lots of material. Yeah, we can
0: give them lots of material. But without faith, it's impossible to please God. Would you please think about that when you enter into your prayer closet, when you are walking with God and literally communing with him? You can't do it without faith.
1: Yeah. So there and also it, that creates a capacity. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. So if your hope is to hear from God, then you have to have a capacity to hear from God. And 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 really just making room for that, making room for that by faith and making room in our lives for that, whether that is journaling, whether that is reading the word, whether that is being silent. I think a lot of times people think prayer is just talking, talking, talking and you and I have learned over the course of the years that we can talk all we want in the presence of God, but we're actually she changed when he actually speaks. So there needs to be a listening element to the presence of God. But well, you know, one of the questions that we didn't feel like we got to address was what do you do when God's silent? What do you do, John? How, what, how does, how do you deal with that? Like, what if they're doing all of these things? They believe God wants to talk. They're reading their Bible. They're creating room for God to speak to them. You know, what, what do you do when God is silent? What do you do, John?
0: All right. I'm going to tell you what I do. I real quick, Examine myself. Paul said, examine yourself to see if you're in the faith.
1: And what does that actually mean? If I actually
0: say, Lord, okay, let, 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 me, let me bring it to an example of you and I. You and I are married, okay? If I act like a jerk, our marriage isn't over, but I have interrupted our fellowship. Okay, so our, our marriage is secure, but, you know, I, I can't just come bouncing in and go, hey, baby, what's going on? You're going to be giving me the silent treatment. So all of a sudden I'm like, uh, what what happened, babe? And then you tell me how I spoke to you sharply last night. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, I'm so sorry. Please forgive me. And it immediately opens up our lines of communication again. If you look at the Bible says your sins have separated you from God. It doesn't say it separated God from you. It says separated you from God. And we're not talking about the fact you're lost, You still have a very secure relationship, one that can never, ever be broken because it's secured in the covenant Jesus. But there's been an interruption in the fellowship. That's why the Bible says if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just. So I real quick do a—I look inside and I say, Holy Spirit, if there's any way that I've grieved you, please show me. Now, if he says nothing and there is nothing that comes up, I immediately throw that one out. And now I move towards— the avenue of, okay, God, what are you saying to me in your silence? Because God speaks when he's silent.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I believe... What off-
1: would be some of the things God would say in a, in, a, in a season of silence?
0: He would be saying, what you're doing right now is what I told you to do. I'm very pleased. Keep doing it.
1: Or he could be saying, I, what I told you to do, you never did. And you need to go back to the last thing I told you Because you still haven't done what I told you to do, which I've seen that in my life where I'm like, God, talk to me, talk to me. And he's like, I told you something and I'm still waiting for that. Let's do this. And then we can start a conversation again. So I think there's two things. Sometimes it's just keep going, keep doing what you're doing. And sometimes it is also go back to the last thing I said to you. Have you done that? Have you done that? Have you done it all the way? You know, right away, happy way. Have you done it to completion? So, so
0: it goes back again, Lisa, to the difference between relationship and fellowship. And I want everybody to understand this because it breaks my heart and I know it breaks God's heart when people are constantly questioning their salvation. Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't, I don't question our marriage. Mm-hmm. I have really you know done some stupid things in our 33 years. Have. Okay. Right and it and it, i didn't i didn't look at it like oh my gosh i'm, our marriage I'm not is over. married our yeah. marriage is over i'm not married anymore but it has affected our ability to have heart to heart intimate fellowship and that is the goal of what we're talking about here because the number one goal of every christian is to be intimate with god and there is nothing that is more fulfilling than being intimate with god paul said that is the high call that he pressed forward to And so I don't want any of you out there even questioning your relationship with God. Am I saved? Am I not saved? I want you addressing your fellowship with him. Have you done something that has hurt his heart, disobedient? Like Lisa said, you didn't do what he told you to do. That is where you have to examine And that's why Paul said to the whole Corinthian church, examine yourselves Mm -hmm. to see if you're in the faith. And then he said this, he said, because of sin, he said, you've been sinning. And so there is a place to address that, but you don't live in that. You don't sit there and walk around going, oh my gosh, I've sinned. I've cut off my fellowship with God. Address it because why? God is quick to forgive. And if Jesus told Peter to forgive as our father forgives us. Jesus told him to forgive 470 times, seven times. That's 490 times. And in Luke's gospel, he said in a day, which means that that forgiveness is to be inexhaustible, which means God's forgiveness towards us is inexhaustible. Mm-hmm
1: hmm. And, and I, I love what you said about, you know, just believing that you can you can go confess it and it's taken care of. It doesn't have to be a long time. It says he is faithful and just yes. sometimes we think, well, he's faithful, but it wouldn't be just. I didn't really earn it. Well, we can't earn it. It's just something that, you know, we just have to believe that he's faithful and just to forgive us. So if there's a season of silence, sometimes it's because God is saying, hey, I'm with you. Just keep going. I, I, I'm. You're, you're fine. Keep
0: doing, keep doing what I told you it. To and do. if there's
1: a season, or if there's a season of silence, and and you know that maybe there's been something in the background that you didn't do, then you can make that adjustment. You can repent, and he, you're right back on track. You know, I love that the Bible says that you'll hear a voice behind you saying, this is the way of the Lord. Walk ye in it. Sometimes people, they just are waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting, and they don't make any moves, John, because they don't want to displease God. And so they're sitting there crouching, like, okay, God, talk to me, talk to me. But God actually moves in our lives as we start moving. I have found that as I start walking, then maybe the area that was silence, as I start moving in a certain direction, he's like, "Uh uh-uh. Or he's like, yes, this is the way. Walk in it. So a lot of people actually just need to go into motion. They need to have some motion in their life that will also stop a season of silence.
0: And that is so true. And that perfectly corresponds with what Job said. And this is the one other aspect, one other aspect of silence that we have to address. And I can't remember who the great man of God was. He was, I think in the 19th century, in the 1800s, but he said, one step of faith with God is worth more than a thousand steps of feelings. Hmm. And I know what he was saying, because I want to, I want to read what Job said here. And this is, I wrote this in the beginning of Victory in the Wilderness, which was the very first book I wrote. But which I love. Job said this. He said, look, I go forward, but he, capital H, God is not there. And backward, but I cannot perceive him. Now listen to this. When he works on the left, hear the word, he works on the left hand. He's doing something. I cannot behold him. So he's mm-hmm. doing something. I cannot see him, but he knows the way that I take when he has tested me, I shall come forth as gold. And a, a, an author that I love, and um, I'm trying, Madame Jean Guillon, she was a French woman who was in prison for her faith. She made a statement. She wrote a whole chapter. She, she wrote I a, actually
1: believe she was in prison for believing that God still spoke to
0: people. Yes, she was. Yes, she was. And um, one of my favorite books I've read, Experiencing the Depths of Jesus Christ, that whole book is about fellowshipping with God. And Madame Jean Guillon wrote an entire chapter on the wilderness. Like she opens up her, her book with the first three, or four chapters, just dealing with the fact of how you meet God in the scripture. Don't read scripture, you know, speed read. Take time, allow the word to ingest into your spirit, and then all of a sudden, if his presence comes, don't keep reading. You know, Pause and, and, there. And, and she yeah. captures me with her writing because of how she talks about literally walking with God. But then she comes to this chapter called The Wilderness. And this is when God isn't showing up while you're reading your Bible. He isn't speaking when you're praying. And she said, can you continue to obey him and love him with the fervency as mm-hmm. you do when he does speak to you? And so there is an element there also that it could be a test. Mm-hmm. And God is saying, will you love me as passionately when maybe you're not hearing my voice so easily? And so all of this comes into play, and this is why I love Christianity, Lisa. It's not a formula, it's a relationship
1: would you say that seasons of silence can actually season us they actually can tell what we're made of it it actually can flavor our life because the truth is it's easy to obey God when everything is going great and you're hearing him daily and you love what your pastor's preaching and all your friends are telling you what you want to hear but when all of a sudden there is silence or there is conflict or there's something then then what you go to shows where you're where you're located it shows how you are where your strength is and and I know for for us I think it's actually a sign of God saying, I believe that uh, you're mature enough to not have to be led every single day like a baby. I believe that you can walk trusting me off of my faithfulness. And so you can remember and encourage yourself in his faithfulness past when you're walking through a season of silence.
0: You know, Lisa, I, I remember when Addison was a baby and Addison I'm bringing up because he was firstborn, and I'm learning this whole new wonder world of being a parent. And I remember, you know, we were there. If he whimpered, you were there. If, if he, if he was frustrated feeding himself, you would make sure every bit of the food got into his mouth. And I, re, I, re, I remember what happened when we started letting him feed himself and we wouldn't yeah. help him. And it was messier, we, but it, it, it,
1: it three had fourths to happen. Three-fourths of the
0: food was all over the floor. Sure. But it was part of the process of him learning how to feed himself. Mm-hmm. Now he's a 29-year-old man. And isn't it a delight for us Mother not only to watch children. him feed himself, but he's raising children. And all these things we taught him, he's doing them and even better. Yeah. But w- how would we feel as parents if Addison was 29 and we were still having to spoon feed him, right. still having to button up his shirt? So now you have to translate this into our relationship with God. When we're mm-hmm. first saved, if we whimper, he's there. If we just, just cry out, even not in faith sometimes, he's there. But then all of a sudden, he's like, okay, time to learn to button your shirt. It's time for you to learn how to feed yourself. And what he's saying is, I want a mature son. I want a mature daughter not a not a daughter who's 29 years old in the spirit that I'm having to f- spoon feed every day.
1: And and I want to say there's something that we didn't have to deal with when we were early Christians that is now very evident right now. There is an abundance of distractions. Yeah. You know, people are trying to hear from God and there are so many voices. There is so much yeah. noise and yet so little clarion calls. And so right now, you know, again, we've talked about with fasting but a lot of people can't hear from God because there's so much they're hearing and sometimes you just got to turn down the the volume on what is on the outside so that you can turn up the volume on the Holy Spirit inside of you so you can hear what God is actually saying to you and be able to be obedient to it. And I I remember hearing somebody say something that every time you weigh or value that impression of the Holy Spirit, every time you obey it, every time you take action on it, then that becomes clearer. It becomes weighted in your spirit. It's, It's a way of glorifying God with obedience. And every time you spurn it, every time you demean it, every time you don't add value or weight to it, then it becomes harder to hear from God. So I think there always becomes this great opportunity when there's a season of silence to say, God, if, I've, if I haven't uh, weighed your word as valuable, if I've been distracted, then I ask that right now you would create in me a clean heart, that you would open my ears to hear, my eyes to see, my mouth to speak, and my heart to receive what you would have for me and, and just begin again.
0: You know, here we are again, <laughs> we're out of time, and what you have said is so rich and to be honest with you, what you just said sparked something in me that I could have gone another 15 minutes on. But well, we I think it, think it just I shows think. the importance of that Christianity isn't a religion. Yeah, It's a relationship. Absolutely. And the person other than the Holy Spirit that has taught me more about relationships, Lisa, is you. Oh. And um, I just think in closing, I want you to remember that that God wants to be in relationship with you. He wants to be in fellowship with you. He wants to be intimate with you more than you want to be intimate with him. And just learn, don't get frustrated. Don't condemn yourself. Don't allow guilt to come in of things that have happened weeks ago, months ago, years ago, that have already been put under the blood of Jesus. Because I want you to remember something as we close today. That God said, as far as the East is from the West, that's how far away I've put your faults from me. When you've confessed them, he said, "I bury them in the sea of forgetfulness." So if you try to bring up what you did three weeks ago that you really truly repented of, you know what God's going to say to you? If he, if you could hear his voice, I'm going to tell you what he'd say to you. Why are you bringing that up? I don't even remember that mm-hmm. because he really does forgive. He doesn't forgive like human beings do. Human beings are like, "I'll forgive you, but you're going to pay he doesn't for this." Does not forgive like your wife? Um, but you know, God is like, I, I don't, don't remember. I remember your sins no more. So please hear us. Hear us loudly and clearly. Don't walk with condemnation. Let me just pray. Let's pray for people right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray. I pray for every single person that's listening to this podcast. Lord, first of all, I come against the spirit of condemnation and guilt and shame that would try to attach itself on my brother and sister. Those spirits are what block the voice of God. I demand in the name of Jesus, you leave my brother and sister. And I thank you now, Father, for the blood of Jesus, cleansing them fresh. Lord, the very fact they're listening to this podcast means they're hungry for relationship with you, for fellowship with you. And I'm asking now in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth that you'd give them ears to hear, eyes to see, and a heart to perceive and understand what the Spirit of God is saying to them They are your beloved child and you do desire to speak to them. May they hear your voice clearly and may they learn to walk with you, not just periodically, but walk with you in everyday life. In Jesus name we pray.
1: Amen. And Father, I just add to that, that they would be able to come boldly into your presence. Not shamed, not condemned, not afraid, not questioning, but that a divine boldness would be on their lives, Father, that they could boldly come into your presence and that you would meet them there in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Thanks so much for joining us. We love doing this with you and we look forward to being with you again in future podcasts.